This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Cincinnati Bengals and how Kyle Shanahan and the defense and the refs blew it for the Washington Redskins. This and much, much more live with Aaron and Josh. Yo, 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 what's up, Josh? Yo, 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 what's happening, Aaron? Yo, 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 yo. Excellent! Obviously, we're without, we're, we're missing the third tonight. We're missing John, so you know what that means. This podcast is only going to be about half as long as it normally is. Let's see, the Redskins lost to the, to the uh, Bengals. Uh... Let's see. Uh, the refs are back, and let's see. We have an O line. There's some injuries and transactions. The Harry Hog Football Fantasy League. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then uh, why are you talking right. about Cartman? Y'all have a good week. <laughs> all right. We made it short, dude. Short. That was it. Before we get into this thing, though, we would like to thank our benevolent sponsor, David Lee. David, David Lee, Lee David Services. Lee. Straight from Williamsburg. David Lee Legal Services. That's right. If you've got a child or grandchild who's in trouble with the law, especially a grandchild, call David Lee. <laughs> Why especially a grandchild? Like he has, Does he have a special place in his heart for children? <laughs> if you've got a grandchild in trouble with the law, there's just something that sounds wrong about that. And I think David Lee understands that. That's why it's a good thing to call him. If your grandchild is in trouble. Nobody doesn't like David Lee. Is it nobody Uh, does it like or doesn't like? Either way. All right, well. (laughs) All right, let's dive right into this thing. The Redskins got beat once again by by a mediocre team. The Cincinnati Bengals marched into our house on opening day. And beat the Redskins 38-31. And the main thing I have to say about this is, what is up with the lack of defense by the Washington Redskins? Dude, the Redskins beat themselves in this game. That, just like you said, dude, the lack of defense is what killed the Redskins against the Bengals. I mean, we were talking before the podcast, and I was like, I was like dude, Washington had 31 first downs in this game. 31 first downs they had 31 points too but yet they can't win because the defense gives up 38 points all right the redskins we just checked the stat before we began the podcast and it's correct the redskins after three weeks of football are the highest scoring team in the national football league with a rookie quarterback 99 points in three games thus far that's an average of 33 points per game sammy ball 33 points per game average. With a rookie quarterback. With a rookie with quarterback, that a, is the highest. The The second highest uh, is Baltimore with 98 points, one point behind us. And they and, scored like 45 in one of their games. <clears throat> right. And, so, and with a rookie running back, I might add. Yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, from an offensive standpoint, the Redskins are doing what they're supposed to be doing. RG3 is doing a good job leading the team. He, again, consistently puts up great numbers. For some reason, the defense cannot seem to get it together. The defense is horrible, dude. I think our offensive woes of the last 20 years have finally come to a screeching halt. But at the same time, our defense sucks now. Dudes, let's uh, let's talk about some of the highlight, the good points before we start talking about the D, because I know we're gonna have plenty to dive into and talk about how horrible the defense played. But again, another uh, a high 
uh, high point in this game is, of course, Robert Griffin III. He put up uh, 21 for 34 in passing with 221 yards on the day. He averaged 6.5 yards per pass. Um, carries. I mean, when you look at his carries this game, we've been saying it for the past two games. He's been coming in very closely behind Alfred Morris as the uh, as the running back that was doing the um, the heavy lifting for the Redskins. Not this time. Robert Griffin III is your rushing leader on this game with 85 yards on his own. Uh, on 12 carries, he averaged 7.1 yards per carry, and he had a long run of 19 yards. Alfred Morris came in, um, eking in behind him by seven yards uh, with 78 yards on the day. So, you know, we can't say that the offense is is – is having problems here. I think that they're consistently showing you got the points on the board. You're showing the total points leading in the NFL and uh, you get the leadership of RG three and he's doing his job every week <clears throat> as are a number of the other offensive players on the team. Now we can start talking about the defense. They're also consistently showing that they, um, they're keeping us in the game at the end because both losses RG3 has been within striking distance of tying the game at the very end, if not thwarted by the referee's dumbness. <laughs> or another player's dumbness or a coach's dumbness at the end. Dumbness even a word? Sounds dumbness, let's say it. Dumbness. Uh, dumbness. Oh my gosh, sounds like a t-shirt. So despite all of the woes on defense and the coaches and the referees, Robert Griffin III has put and the offense, not just him by himself, has put the offense or the team in a place to win, position to win at the end of every game. And yeah. if the defense would somehow, I don't know, keep the other team from scoring less than 30 points, we would have won every single game. Exactly. And what's sad, too, is if you look at our our arch rival, talk, speaking of dumbness, the Dallas Cowboys. You can see um, them at Cowboys.com. Yeah, everybody run right out and visit Cowboys.com. Just type it in, www.cowboys.com. John's um, favorite website. He told us about it. John, John, let us know. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, seriously, if you haven't been to Cowboys.com, go check it out. I have the not Dallas- been there, I have to say. <laughs> and I was wondering, John sent us an email that told us to go to Cowboys.com. But my question is, why is John going to Cowboys.com? I don't know. And, uh, and you know, that, that's his, that's his prerogative. He wants to do that. It's his thing. It's his thing, man. (laughs) As Seinfeld would say, not that there's anything wrong with that. I've been to www.cowboys.com. If you go check it out, you might question why is John going to cowboys.com? Um, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have only scored 47 points. We have scored the Redskins have scored twice as many points, more than twice as many points as the Dallas Cowboys this season in three games. Yet the Cowboys are what? Two and one. And we are one and two. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty depressing, but Hey, what can we do this week? Except get better on defense. (laughs) We can't get much better on offense. uh, Much better, except for our offensive line. Who's starting to scare me? There's no way Robert Griffin can take as many hits as he did and make it through an entire season like that. He was getting rocked, thanks to the likes of people like Jordan Black and uh, Jordan Black. I mean, Jordan Black. <laughs> how many times did Griffin get hit in this game? Do you have that stat? Oh, let's see. There's at least ten. He was he was hit seven times by the same player, Michael Johnson, from the defensive end from the Cincinnati Bengals. So seven from one player. How many was he hit total? Let's, let's point out who, Michael Johnson's a fatty too. How big is he? Who plays that side of the field, man? Michael Johnson, dude, is um. Let's see, Michael Johnson. Wearing the number 93, who I'm sure uh, RG3 got a uh, load of 
this past week. Sick. Six foot seven, two hundred and seventy pounds. <laughs> I know, dude. Look at that. He's he, he's like Goliath size. You can't get hit by Goliath seven times every week and this make it dude, through an entire yeah, season. I mean, he's a big dude. He's giant. Giant. Okay, so seven times by that dude. He got hit twice by um, defensive tackle Geno Atkins. <laughs> he got hit three times by uh, Carlos Dunlap, the other defensive end. Dunlapped uh, over his belt. He, he got hit. He got hit again by Robert Gethers, def- another defensive end. Basically, the ends every time the defensive ends were getting in there, and and so the middle of the line was holding up. Middle of the line seemed to be doing okay, but here's the thing: who did we have out at defensive end? What what what's our what was our injuries there this past? Trent year? Williams, dude, huge. So if you Luckily, look at that, Michael Johnson, who, who who's that guy we brought in? What was his name? Black. What was his name? On Jordan Stormy Black, I stand. Yes, <laughs> dude, he could not stand up to Michael Johnson. Yeah, dude, the announcers kept going. The Redskins need to get some help for Black. <laughs> they kept saying stuff like that not handle this guy i mean if you look at it this guy was just this guy was like picking him up like a piece of toilet paper <laughs> and wiping his rear end with him and tossing it aside and running in and hitting rg3 seven times this guy michael johnson comes around the end and uh and, and puts a hit on rg3 and might i point out three of those times were sacks by one player from the Bengals. Well, that guy had a huge game, I have Dude, to say. He may get my game ball. <laughs> all right, but he, did you see how crafty RG3 was one time when all right, they hit him? I think they may have got a penalty for hitting him out of bounds. I don't remember. But then another time he was running along the sideline, and he was just tiptoeing on the sideline, and he was waiting for a guy to like come try to hit him. And right before the guy hit him, he was going to step out of bounds so that the guy would hit him after he stepped out. Did you see him do that? Yes. But then the Dude, guy didn't hit him. Smart. But if he keeps getting sacked six times in a game and hit, you know, 18 times or whatever the hits are, 13 times he was hit, six times he was sacked, he's going to lose some of that smarts, man, because it's going to start, A, wearing him down physically because he, you just can't get hit that many times as a quarterback and, and keep it all together. And, B, it's it's going to change his mindset. He's going to start to lose the concentration that he had, just like anybody would. If you don't put a good line in front of your quarterback, they're going to start losing that concentration and being able to trust their line to, so that they can step back in the pocket, look and find their receivers and get their job done. He just hasn't had the time to do it. He did, you know. I got to say, for putting up the numbers that they did and they have consistently – especially this past week and looking at how many times he was getting hit, it's pretty impressive. To me, it's even more impressive the work that the Redskins offense did and, and RG3 did under that situation. He's had some time, though, dude. He's it's just inconsistent. He either has all day or he gets sacked. This past week, it was just like he was sacked and sacked and sacked. Well, it just goes back to show what we talked about before the season. The Redskins put no effort into getting offensive linemen. Jamal Brown's out with that hip injury still. I don't even know what his deal is. I guess he's still eligible to come back. I don't think he's on the IR yet. And we had Trent Williams, and then who was our backup? Jordan Black, some dude they get off the street, didn't even play football last year. Is the backup protecting your, like, investment? I mean... Seriously, it's like buying like a, I don't know, a Mercedes or something and parking it out on the streets of New York. You got to protect that thing. Go buy a garage. You protect your investment. Pay the garage yeah, fee. Go buy a parking space. Dude, Pay the garage fee. There you go. Anyway, I, I don't. You're completely breaking up and cutting out, Josh. How's that? Better. No, that's worse. Now it sounds all like fuzzy. All right. Well, this is what this is what we got right now. All right. Well, that's that's good we'll, to me. We'll have to deal with it then. Um. All right. You can hear me. Can you hear me now? Kind of. You're like. What? Uh, uh, 
All right. Well, uh, why don't you call me back in? All right. Here, I'll Market. try. I'll try to call you right back. All right. Okay, so I'm going to try to call Josh back. So now there's only one of us on the podcast for the time being. Because uh, we're having technical difficulties as usual. Let me see. Let me try to call Josh. Um. Anyway, let's see if this is Carry better. Carry football south. Yeah, it's not any better. Odd. Oh, you sound good to me. Okay. I think it's on your end. What? Uh, I don't think it's on what? Why don't I just try calling your regular phone? Are you on your good microphone? Yeah. You don't have like Amy in there streaming anything or anything? No. All right. Well, let's see if it gets any better. Okay. Anyway. um, All right. What were we? Mark it here so you can edit it. What? Just mark it here so you can edit it. I don't want to edit. Edit takes forever. Anyway. Don't be lazy. I know. <laughs> well, I'm tired. I've been up since the butt crack of dawn. Muffins with mom. All right. Well, let's. All right. John wrote on the itinerary before he couldn't make this podcast to talk about Jordan Black. And I think we've done that. Jordan Black was horrible in the game. Um, Trent Williams, luckily, the word on the street last I heard was that he just had a bone bruise because it could have been way worse than that. Way yeah, worse. Yeah, it's a bone bruise. Bone bruise. He did not practice. We'll get into that when we as we get into the uh, injury report. The fact that we lost um, Arakpo for the year was not the big news from that game because Rob Jackson stepped up huge. Huge. Yes, he did indeed. He was all over the place. Kerrigan had a good game. Yep. Definitely. Uh, Yep. Uh, Yeah, Rob Jackson, uh, he was impressive on the day. You know, um, he had uh, had three tackles, and um, the the thing that was impressive, of course, the most, I think, was his uh, his, uh, TD there. that uh, that he ran in, so I, th- I think that was a big. I mean, if, if he didn't do that from a from a defensive standpoint, you know that that was a highlight, I suppose. Um, you know, we would we would have lost by uh, seven less points. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I should say. So yeah, he, he stepped in and, and uh, did a good job. Um, let's see. What about uh, we were talking about our secondary, um, and and John had a note here. He said our secondary made the Ginger Tiger look like a Hall of Famer. They're horrible. Not even the Ginger Tiger. The, from the first play of the game, they put in some rookie wide receiver that threw a touchdown pass. I don't know what the defense was doing. Gomes was all up in the box on that play. <laughs> D. Hall was getting burnt all over the field. In fact, uh, uh, the fifth called in and said that he wanted me to play cut for D. Hall ten times in a row. Cut. So here cut, you go. Cut. 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 That's about ten. I didn't it wasn't count. D. Hall listed as a captain last year. Um, I think he was. I noticed he doesn't have a C on his jersey this year. Well, maybe he got his captainship denied because he's getting burnt everywhere. Oh, captain, my captain. Gomes is just bad, dude. We're like the last team in the league to realize that in 2012, you need more corners and safeties than ever in football. Oh, it's horrible. I don't even know who our safeties are. Like we have these like journeymen that they brought in and they keep getting injured or smoking pot and then you don't even know who's on there anymore. Journeyman safeties. It's like Madhu Williams. He might be injured. <laughs> we got Madhu Williams, dude. <laughs> Did on. he play? I don't know. And we got who's this other dude that we supposedly have now? Which dude? We got Deshaun Gomes. Deshaun Mustard. Yeah, Deshaun Gomes. He's bad. We got Dowdy. He's not getting any better. <laughs> We've got um, 
doubt he. I the, doubt he will get better. Tanara Jackson was playing really good until he smoked weed and got suspended. Tanara, what about um, who's that dude? Um, Richard Crawford. He's that rookie cornerback that played really well in preseason, but he's getting burned in this game. Who did he, who burned him this game? Someone burned him bad. Corner. I didn't even really see him this game at all, dude. I did. I saw him once or twice getting burnt. <laughs> <laughs> that AJ uh-huh. Green guy is incredible, man. His arms are longer than my legs. I swear. <laughs> what did he have in the game? You have stats up there? Because he was tearing it up. AJ Green? Yeah. Let's see. He He had at least eight catches, I'm sure. AJ Green? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Dude, he had a touchdown catch on the first play of the game from that other rookie receiver. And then he was, like, torching everyone on our squad. Oh, oh, oh. A.J. Green, yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. could you not remember him? He was like a nightmare. Yeah, dude, he had 183 yards on the day. He averaged 20 yards a catch. Nine I receptions. Nine. He was targeted 11 times, and he caught nine of them. That's what I'm saying. He was like the Danny Amendola yeah. of the week. His longest was, <laughs> he was. His longest was the uh, was a set that seventy three yarder. Dude, if this keeps up the crappy defense, we're gonna have to have a Danny Amendola of the week segment. <laughs> and this week's Danny Amendola is DJ Green. Sue, it's time <laughs> for the Danny Amendola of the week award. Goes to AJ Green <laughs> <laughs> for his nine catch, one hundred eighty eight yard performance. Brought to you by Eastern Motors. Here he is on the first play of the game. AJ Green gets an eighty yard touchdown pass from a rookie wide receiver. As Dijon Mustard and D'Angelo Hall crowd the box, looking for the wildcat option around the right side. Hats off, AJ Green. This week's Danny Amendola of the Week. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, it, it frightens me to think of who will it be when it's the uh, Bucks this week. Who's going to be there, Danny Amendola? Or Danny Amendola? I can't even say his name. Yeah, who is going to be Wait, Danny Who's, who's going to be there, the Queen Amendola? That's what I really want to know. Who is going to be Danny Amendola of the Week in the Baltimore? I mean, in Tampa. Tampa Bay. Because you know what's going to really suck is that we beat them in preseason and they're going to come out and John's going to be there and have to witness yes. the offense doing really well and the defense not. John is going to be there. And he said he's going to cut the DMX line that launches the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> that launches the cannon. <laughs> the one that fires the cannon. Fire. That cannon hopefully will not be rocking thirty cannon some shot. points worth of time. It's the, it fires the cryo jet. He's going to cut the data line for that. They're worried about running out of shells there in <laughs> in Tampa with our defense coming in. <laughs> I mean, they're not going to. They're going to be like, man, we we got to stop doing it. We have to only do this on touchdowns of over fifty yards from here on out. They're like, dudes, we don't have it in our budget to run that many, shoot that many cryo jets out the end of that cannon. <laughs> Dang. They're like, we have enough for 21 points a game. That's it. So someone got cut this week. Um, On the, I mean, while we're talking about quarterbacks, who was it? Some who, was, who was cut this week? Some safety or someone we cut and we picked up another one. We, we uh, let's see. We cut. Uh, we, we released a defensive lineman. Um, I thought we released a cornerback like Kresden Butler or something. We placed him on a waived and injured reserved list. What is that? How can you be on both? Not injured reserve. Excuse me. Waived slash injured list. That means he got injured and we cut him. <laughs> basically, that's what that means. Got hurt and we waived him. Dude got hurt bye and bye. we said bye bye. <laughs> and we probably have to pay him an injury settlement or something. Yeah. Dude got hurt, so we sent him packing, and on the way out, we all waved at him and said, it, see ya. But no, then we signed someone named Davis or something. You see? Yeah. Josh, we signed a you got the, you got we the signed stat. A, we signed a cornerback, David Jones. David Jones. Davey. Davey Jones. Locker. <laughs> he was on the team <laughs> earlier, wasn't it? Because I remember saying that. He didn't have his own locker. He had to take Kresden Butler's locker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, David Jones' locker is what used to be. 
Kresden Butler's locker. He took over Kresden. Kresden. He always walks into the um, he always walks into the locker room and he's like, "Do you fear death?" <laughs> he's like, "Dead men tell no tales." <laughs> and they're like, "Man, shut up, David Should Jones." Should Davy <laughs> Jones play for the Buccaneers? He should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Seriously. Do we know, do you know much about this David Jones guy? I know nothing about him except he's got to be better than Kresden Butler. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Kresden Butler? I didn't even know that guy. Uh, dude, that's what I'm saying. I don't know any of the safeties. Uh, let's see. David, here you go. David Jones. He's a cornerback for the Redskins. Woo, they waste no time putting him in a Redskins uniform. Oh, look, they actually photoshopped his head on here onto somebody else's Redskins body. <laughs> Probably Kresden um, Butler. <laughs> <laughs> they said just replace Kresden Butler. I think they but have a stock Redskins body that they just put everyone's heads on. They cut him out like right at that V neckline. <laughs> so here's the deal, dude. Born in 1985, this, uh, this cornerback is six foot. 197 pounds Man, out of Greenville, big. South Carolina. He went to Wingate, Wingate College. Um, it's his sixth season in the NFL. He was drafted in the fifth round, 2007, 145th overall by the Saints. See, I noticed, though, they're getting slightly bigger quarterbacks because we're having trouble covering these big receivers like A.J. Green and who is the dude, Jimmy Graham, that uh, tight end from the, the – uh, He's only had one forced fumble and one interception on his career. Okay, well, that's My one interception more than Carlos Rogers had when he played for the Redskins. <laughs> yeah. True. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, so um, this dude, David Jones, now they're listening to him. He's going to be playing third in the depth chart behind Josh, Josh, Wilson, Josh Wilson and Richard Crawford. I think Richard Crawford still has potential. To tell you the truth. What do you perhaps, think? I think perhaps so. All right, let's move um, forward. What do we got? Secondary. Let's talk about dumbness since you were talking about that. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, who earned the personal foul penalty late in the game after after the officials said there would be that 10-second runoff for that uh, false start there. All right, well, let's rewind a few seconds before we talk about that dumbness because what were the refs doing? I was watching the game. I was like, what are you talking about? Why are the Bengals all on the field? They're going to get a penalty. And then they throw it on us. Because, all right, RG3 got up after he got sacked, and he spiked the ball at the line, which stopped the clock. And then we got a false start penalty. And then they yeah. tried to do a 10-second runoff when, well, the clock was already stopped. There's no runoff. I don't understand it. Is it have something to do with the penalty? It had to do with the refs not knowing the rules because they're dumb. And that's why they're not having a job anymore because the real refs are coming back. That the NFL admitted this week that that was incorrect, if I'm not mistaken. Well, of course they admitted it. Everyone knew it except for the announcers on CBS. They were like, that's a 10-second run. I'm like, no, that's not. You don't know what you're talking about. And then, all right, so then all the Bengals players are coming on the field. I was like, oh, that's going to give us 15 more yards for the personal foul for coming on the field. And then all of a sudden, just like the week before, it was against us. But then not only did they mark off five yards for the for the false start, but they marked off 15 yards for the um, the penalty on Kyle Shanahan for telling the refs what for. And then they marked off five unknown extra yards, I think, because they just couldn't add. <laughs> I'm Dude, serious. They were messing up penalties all over the place. That's like the... Um... Uh, that final play against uh, with the uh, Seahawks game this past week. Yeah, I didn't see that, but I've heard about it. It was the Seahawks Packers, right? Yeah, and, I think that was um, the final straw that broke the camel's back yeah, and made them get the I rest. Mean, the Seahawks. So the Seahawks beat the Green Bay Packers, and basically um, the efficient the ef- replacement officials and the replay review. Um, the league has endorsed the action made by those guys after the ruling of the touchdown. However, um, however, I want to point out before you get into that too much, John told me that those refs for last night's or Monday night's game uh, were the same refs that we had in St. Louis that were horrible when we really? played St. Louis. Yeah. All right. I did not know that. 
I did not do that. Um. Anyway, that basically, the NFL made a statement saying that the ruling of the catch should have been nullified because the uh, because of the pass interference penalty that was missed. Offensive when, pass interference. Right when um when the Seahawks, what's that guy's name? Tate. He uh, shoved that Packers uh, defensive back, the Sam, uh, Sam Shields. Tate. He shoved, he shoved him in the back before he leaped. Tate shoved the Packer. So it should have been a penalty for offensive pass interference, which would have ended the game in a victory for the Packers. Yeah, so basically they messed up a victory. Dude, so the Packers now have a loss on their record sheet. On their record because of this. It's and, not only them. You, there's a lot of teams that do, just not as direct. Exactly. But that, it was like you said, that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. That was like the nail in the coffin. So oh, yeah. anyway, getting back to the Redskins with, and it always seems to happen at the end of the game. This kind of stuff too, right? Oh yeah, and in case you didn't hear, the referees as we speak are on the field tonight. The real referees, the real They're refs back. are on the field right now. <clears throat> back, glad to have them back, and they better do a better job than the uh, scrub refs have been doing. Yeah, it's so, like. I never thought I would say I wanted the refs back because they're normally horrible, but these guys are like ten times worse. Did you hear one of the? Someone told me that one of the refs got kicked out. One of the replacement refs, because before the Philadelphia Eagles game, he went over to Lashawn McCoy and said, "Dude, you have to do good in this game because I've got you on my fantasy team." Yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> the ref told him that. That is really messed up. But getting getting back to the end of. Of, of our game though like I don't know through all that mess Kyle Shanahan apparently let it you know unloaded on one of the refs or one of the backup refs or whatever you call those guys um I mean he, one he of said the he was unemployed refs he, he was trying to explain to the to the official that the game was not over after uh Fred Davis had that false start penalty there was like seven seconds left on the clock um and and then if you remember, like all the Bengals players just like rushed out on the field after that, like game's over. Yeah, remember? I do remember. <laughs> that's why I was mad. And that's yeah, why like, he was mad. I can't say that I really blame him as much as I blame Josh Morgan the week before. Cause he was like, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, uh he, he actually, um, he went running, apparently went running down the tunnel, chasing one of the officials after the conclusion, after the game. Oh, he was mad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh according to like a number of media outlets and news uh news outlet he used uh, various obscenities and basically berated this official you know blah 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 so um you know he Kyle Shanahan came out and said you know that he he expects his teammates to keep their composure and hold themselves to a high standard and to be accountable and all that good stuff and that you know he realizes he needs to be accountable for his actions so I don't know what that means. What's happening with this? He got fined twenty five thousand dollars from the league. Is that what it was? Twenty five thousand. Yeah, I yeah, think that's, that's what like finally that. broke the. Uh, I think what happened is, is for through the first three weeks of the season, the NFL collected enough in fines from coaches and players, like the, doing things want. to the refs to pay the real refs what they want. Nice. Um, I mean, there there's been a lot of that kind of stuff. Um. You know, uh, what, uh, the Broncos had it going on with John Fox. He got fined like thirty grand. Belichick um, got fined fifty grand, and and Jack Del Rio twenty five grand because they abused verbally abused game officials on uh, in that game against Falcons. I mean, there's all that kind of stuff that was going on. I'm just glad that the real refs are back, and I hope I hope that we will see a significant difference in in the play in the calling of penalties and the way that refs handle situations on the field, so on and so forth. I guarantee you we will. I hope so. I hope so. It can't be worse. I'll tell you that much. Um, John wrote here. He said, you know, this was of course before the real refs are back. He wrote, uh, the refs are a joke. 
organized crime is probably allegedly having a field day right now. You have a guy coaches D3 or something, works at people's drugstore, also has a gambling problem, has an illegal bookie, owes the illegal bookie money. Next thing you know, this dude's officiating an NFL game. The mob is very interested. Yeah, I mean, all right, these guys are making like $2,500 a game. I mean, what? how much would they be tempted if, you know, they know that eventually in a week or so, the real refs will be back. And the mob yeah. comes up to him and is like, hey, we'll give you a hundred grand to do this in this game. I mean. Right. Well, bygones. Anyway, they're gone now. So yeah. we don't even have to talk about it. Um, yeah. So moving on. Do we want to go ahead and take our break and come back and round this thing out with the uh, few reports and stuff like that? Mm, you know, all the other stuff. You want to take a break now? Yeah, let's break. All right, we'll talk to you guys after the station identification break. You're listening to Harry Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI, or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757 757- Two five nine nine three seven seven. Yo, this is tour around hundred and one episodes ago. Hello, isn't that right? Yeah, I can't hear you. You keep cutting out. Are you sure that, like, automatic volume thing's not on? Anyway, yes, dudes. This was the original music. The MIDI file. From 300 episodes ago. 301 episodes ago. Yeah, when I was like, yeah, I think we're going to do this thing called a podcast and talk about the Redskins. He was like, yeah, my name's Aaron. I'm a lifelong Redskins fan. I'm gonna <laughs> see how this thing works out. And I'm gonna talk about it every week. <laughs> Might invite my my friend John and my brother Josh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't and then episode two, we can't remember what he did because that's lost forever. We can't find it. Gone. Yeah, I have no idea what's happened in episode two. I don't know. Something happened to it. And here we are. Fast forward six six and some odd years later. Episode 302. So if you guys have two weeks of your life, you'd like to start from the beginning and work your way through, you can listen for two solid weeks. It's like episode 300 and doo-doo brown. That's right. All right. Let's, uh, let's do some reports, dude. Let's talk about the O-line. All right. Uh... I can't wait. Franco-American SpaghettiOs Show them your old face The O-Line Report with Josh Allen Dudes, uh, seriously, we've already kind of talked about this and and, um, and how important the O-Line is and, uh, and, and how interesting it is when you have members of the O-Line that are hurt. Will and, Trent Williams play this weekend? That's what everyone wants to know. Will Trent Williams play? Let's get to it. Uh, and this will kind of bring us right into the injury report stuff as well. 
Uh, Trent Williams basically has missed practice for the second straight day in a row. It's not um, good. Not good, dude. His right knee has still got that bone bruise that he suffered against the Bengals last week. And uh, apparently he could play. He could. He he. It is, it is questionable, I think, but he could play on Sunday, even if he does not practice on Friday, according to Coach Mike Shanahan. Well, dude, think, think about that for a minute. It doesn't take a brain surgeon to think that a Trent Williams who hasn't practiced is going to be better than freaking Jordan Black, no matter what he does. <laughs> That's like saying, you might as well just say, well, Aaron Allen is slated to start at left tackle. And then be like, well, but even though Trent Williams didn't practice, he still might have a shot at playing on Sunday over Aaron. I mean, it's not I, that much far off from that. I say we um we go right into the injury report here. I mean, as far as the O-line is concerned, there's not a lot more to talk about. Wait, I want. I just wanted to reiterate that I thought the interior of the line has been doing a pretty decent job, like Chester yeah. and Montgomery, and uh, yeah, dude. But they gotta they gotta seal off that edge out there. I mean, they gotta like shut them down coming in on the on those edges, you know. And yeah, uh, Jordan Black. Jordan Black, man, he's back in black. Who's on the other side? I can't even uh-huh. remember. <laughs> Who is on the other side? I don't know. I don't even know, dude. It's too late. I can't remember off the Tyler top of my Columbus? Oh, yes. Thank you. Columbus. Isn't was, it Columbus? Yeah, I was about to say Lichtensteiger, but he's inside. I always like to say Christopher Columbus. Yeah, well, Lichtensteiger, Chester, and Montgomery, I think, are doing a pretty okay job. It's the outside dudes. I mean, we got Tyler Columbus because Andrew. Jamal Brown is injured. And do we ha- know anything about Jamal Brown? No, I haven't found anything about him, about injury, about him coming back. You know, you can look up Jamal Brown. It's basically like, yeah, injured. Doesn't he have to come back by like week six or something, or they have to put him on the IR? I guess he can keep him off the IR as long as they want. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I see anything else here. Tyler Columbus is not nearly as bad as Jordan Black, though, you got to say. That's why, and Brian Mitchell brought this up after the game, why didn't they move, or maybe it was Tyler Manich. Why didn't they, Trevor Manich, sorry. Why didn't they move Tyler Columbus over to left tackle when um, Trent Williams got injured and put Jordan Black over on the right side where at least RG3 could see what was going to hit him? (laughs) (laughs) You, You know what I mean? Back? I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? No idea. Maybe because if somebody's going to hit me, I don't want to know about it. I just want to get my job done without somebody in my face all day. Yeah, but then you fumble because you don't see it coming. There's more chance for getting injured. Well. Maybe it's because Jordan Black is so horrible that he's even worse at right tackle. Might be better if he just starts doing those, like, chop blocks, dude, like laying down at their knees even though it's a penalty. (laughs) (laughs) Those other, those refs probably wouldn't have known. It was no difference, dude. That's what they should have done. They should have said, dude, go low. Um, Those guys were idiots, dude. Like, remember that one play where they threw a um, flag and called defensive holding on the Redskins, even though it was a touchdown for the Bengals? But the Redskins' defensive back never even touched anyone? Yes. I was like, what is that? What is that? All right, so is that the end of the O-line report, or are we ready to go into the injury report? Let's move into the injury report here. What's the tight end report? John put stuff in here about Cowboys.com and then a tight end report. I have no idea, dude. John, and, and seriously. Report. Since we're talking about the tight end report, um, and uh, in my mind, Chris Cooley is still a Redskin, um, although it has been... As of tomorrow, one month exactly. Can you believe it? Since Chris Cooley has been released. Well, I heard that he met with um, 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 Alan the Bruce, and them or something. And Chris Cooley is still looking for a starting position or something like that. He is. He is. I think there's got to be some injury here before that's going to happen. But I don't know. We'll we'll see. I know he he wants to come back to Redskins. He has started doing a. Uh, he's made his media debut. Is what they're calling it. Um, he has started this morning, um, talk 
that they're calling uh what do they call town it? talk with chris cooley the cooley report he took that because he listens to us all the time and he's like i need to do something kind of like the o-line report the cooley report with chris cooley report sponsored by cool gay um which if you don't know about that that's his uh, sports cream that he's developing um so anyway, he's talking with uh, NBC Washington's um, cool. what's that guy's name? Dan Helley or whatever. Cool. Every every Monday, every Monday. Cool gig. Be on Mondays with NBC. Uh, All right, doing some stuff until he gets resigned. Well, but let me tell you what he said. He said nothing's a real hurry for me. Obviously, I would love to be practicing at Redskins Park instead of talking to you right now. <laughs> but that's not what we're doing. We'll see how it goes. So. Um, you know, it'll that by the way, that will air according to um, Dan Helley's uh, Facebook page. That segment will be called the Cooley Report and it will air on Mondays at 5 20 and 6 40. In the morning? Want to check that out. In the morning or the afternoon? I think it's in the afternoon. I think it's in the afternoon. But don't quote me on that. Um, so, injury report. Back to injuries. We've talked about Trent Williams. Um, cornerback Cedric Griffin still got the hamstring thing happening. He also missed some practice. Um, here's somebody to talk about right here because this individual played a big role, not only in his traditional manner this past uh, week, but also in a, in sort of a new role, Brandon Banks, um, putting him in the, that backfield and giving the Redskins that option or that third option or second option or whatever you want to call it so many times. Brandon Banks, uh, he was limited in practice. He was not apparently on the injury report, um, but uh, they're saying he does have a some sort of hip thing going on, something with his hip. Brandon Banks, he's Brandon. teeny, dude. I know. Someone but, was on someone was on Twitter. I think it was like Peter Grumbles or one of our listeners, or maybe it was Hogs.net. I don't know, but someone was saying. Something about how that's an awesome roster spot that could have been used for an offensive lineman for uh, Brandon Banks to sit back there and make fair catches. I don't know, dude. I think it was a game changer, and I think it can be because of the options it gives him to keep putting him in the backfield back there. Yeah, that was I, interesting. I liked it. The more times they did it, the more the defense didn't know how to respond to it. And, to, and every time they did that, it was like, oh, seven yards here, nine yards there. 12 yards it, you know whether it was a keeper by rg3 he had the option to throw it he had the option to pick it. it was i thought it was great you know he had the option to dump back roll out let brandon banks run and, and pass it off to him i mean there there were i think because of his speed and everybody knows that now from his returns last year and they've seen him do it this year too um or he, he would or he would hand it to alfred morris sometimes too in that little series Go to Morris. He could keep it. He could banks. He could throw it to banks. He could throw it down. I mean, I think it. I think I like it. I it like worked it. for a little bit. It worked for a little bit. I knew ways to make it happen. Could be interesting. I just so don't anyway. like RG three keeping it all the time. He needs to not be making eighty some yards a game on the on the ground. Great. Scares me. Me too. Uh, Pierre Garcon. Apparently, his right foot is improving. That's all we know. What is wrong with him? Has he got a Dion turf toe injury? Because we're like three weeks in, and there's nothing they're even saying is wrong with his foot. Shanahan just said it's getting better. I can see that. But uh, until he's able to go, he's just getting better. That's a quote from Shanahan. In other words, Shanahan's like, what is wrong with this wuss? <laughs> um, Seriously, that's what is that's the what I'm getting out of. That's the what's written between the lines or whatever they say. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Brandon Merriweather, our safety, uh, he's got that left knee issue and, uh, Evan Royster, um, another knee. Th those guys are also limited in practice. Do we talk about transactions? Cause this is going right into that. Yeah. Transactions. So, uh, let's talk about that. Roy Helu Jr. Put on the IR. That's the big one. Helu Jr. is on injured reserve. And, and we, we have and we signed former Packer Ryan Grant as a running back. Correct. Also, um, so our only healthy running backs right now are Ryan Grant just came in and Alfred Morris. So if Alfred Morris goes down this week, then 
we basically have Ryan Grant who doesn't even know the plays yet. I know. Um, uh, other signings this week, we already talked about David Jones locker. <laughs> David Jones quarterback sign. Uh, he's, I guess, replacing, or you could call it that. Um, cornerback Chris Don Butler. We talked about him. He's been waived in on the waived injured list. We also signed uh, a few folks to the practice squad. We signed this uh, defensive lineman named Chigbo Anunabi. Chigbo. How about that? Uh, to the practice squad. Uh, we released defensive lineman Delvin Johnson from the practice squad. So that probably tells you a lot about Delvin Johnson. Do we have an extra roster spot right now? Hmm. Did we sign someone to take the place of... Um... Uh, what's his face? Uh, la, la, la. Helu Jr. That's a good question. I mean, we got uh, Ryan Grant, yep. but we cut another dude. We cut Cresden Butler. Did we get anyone in place of him on the active roster? Or is that Davy Jones? Jones. Oh, okay. So, a cornerback for a cornerback, and and a running back for a running back. I thought we cut someone else. Maybe not. All right. I mean, you know, I think it was last week we signed what's his name, Marcus White. Yeah, but what about um? Arakpo and Carricker, we put those two guys. Yeah, Arakpo and Carricker went on injured reserve, and then we signed uh, defensive lineman Dominique Hamilton to the practice squad. Apparently, he's still there. I haven't seen him be cut yet. But that's we practice also, squad. That doesn't count. We also signed uh, defensive end uh, Worthington from the practice squad. Okay, we need some more O linemen though. Why don't they get any? Are there no know. offensive linemen available? Maybe not, dude. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm, you know, trying to bulk up. Um. Anyway, all right. I think that's all the transactions. Um. This thing's not really any longer than when, or any shorter than when John's here. <laughs> we got to make up for him. Um. Harry Hog, football fantasy football league. What what's going on with that? I don't know. I haven't really looked at it. I don't even know if I won or lost or or whatever. I know my team's not as good, as strong this year as they were last season when I won the championship. If you're in the league, you know if you won or lost and how good you're doing, and probably nobody else cares. So we'll move on from there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no one really is following the HHHFFFL except the people in it, that's for sure. What time it is. Oh, yeah. We got to be hurried. We have to hurry on this, too. All right. I almost forgot. And now, the coveted and ever-elusive... Game Ball Award. Game Ball Award brought to you by Ritapoo. All right, you want to go ahead, Josh? All right, I'll go ahead. Um, I am. I went back and forth about this because we talked about uh, um, how poorly the defense has done. But showing up, as always, at the top of the heap is uh, London Fletcher. He had 13, 13 tackles on the day. Mm. And um. You know, he was followed by uh, by D. Hall and Perry Riley, but I still think London Fletcher, always consistent, solid, reliable. He's going to get my game ball this week as a defensive player in a week that the defense was really, really hurting. All right. Well, I cannot give my game ball to a defensive player because of this week, even though there is one that stands out. But John already sent me a text to tell me his game balls for that guy. Anyway, I'm going to have to give my game ball to RG3 because that dude was taking a licking and kept on ticking the entire game. And I know it can't last forever, but he was not going to show. I mean, he was put his entire heart into trying to win that game without the help of Jordan Black. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, he had another solid game and he's a rookie and he doesn't play like one. So if we can keep him upright, then maybe he'll be good for a long time. But if we keep doing this, um, the old ball coach style of not protecting your quarterback, then he won't be there for a long time. He's going to have Patrick Ramsey syndrome. Yep. Anyway, that's my game. John's game ball is going to, this is who I normally would have picked if he didn't text me. Number 50, Rob Jackson, comes in for injured Arakpo. People are like, ooh, I don't think the Redskins are going to be able to overcome the loss of Rackpo. Well, Rob Jackson came in and right at the very beginning of the game had an interception 
for a touchdown for zero yards. He was all over the place batting balls. What's his stats on the game? Balls. Rob Jackson on the game. Let's see. He had. Um, Did he have a sack? He had three tackles. He did not have any sacks on the day. Really? He uh-huh. did have an interception for a touchdown, though. But he did have that interception for a touchdown. I, I mean, I thought he played a solid game. He was there. He was doing his job, you know. But, uh, yeah, coming in for a rack, but that's a big thing to – some big shoes to have to fill there. Yeah. So, anyway, that's a good one for John. Yeah, hey, I want to point out, i got to give one more mini game ball, and I debated about this, but Fred Davis had seven receptions and 90 yards on the day. Man, he was quiet about that because I don't even remember anything about him except for the false start award at the end. The reason I want to point it out is because he was targeted seven times and he had seven receptions. That's his, good. His longest was 29 yards. So All right. he averaged 12.9 yards on the day with 90 yards total. That's pretty good. I'm glad you pointed that out because I didn't realize he had such a big game. He was kind of quiet about it. Oh, and my dog Santana Moss had a touchdown. That was nice to see. Yeah, he um, he had that one reception for three yards. That little that's I think that's the same play they ran against the Saints or early on in the season they ran that little play. Remember that? Uh, I can't remember who that was against. Didn't he just run like a little out down there in the end zone? Just right across the goal line, barely, and the ball was there. That was it. Yeah. Um. All right. All right. Let's move in to. It's time for this week's kicking the balls award. All right, the kicking the balls award. Josh, you want to go? Oh, gosh, man. It's tough. Pretty much the entire defense, except for uh, <laughs> those few people that we mentioned. Um, I got to give my kicking the balls. I, I, I hate to give it to the guy for coming in and trying to do what he can do, but, dude, Jordan Black. <laughs> Jordan Black was horrible, dude. I mean, you know, I know you're stepping in, but, dude, you're playing in the NFL. Is there just no one better, or did you just suck that much? He had, uh, he let, like we mentioned before, he let that dude by how many times? Uh, um, seven or so. Of the, of the, of the game. Yeah, it was, he was bad, dude. In fact, he Not is like who, he is who I was going to give my, my kick in the balls award to, but since you gave it to him, I think I'm going to have to give my game or kick in the balls award to shit. Kyle Shanahan Jr. for losing his cool at the end. Yeah, I was going to go that route. So, And anyway, John is giving his kick to the entire secondary, kind of like Will the Fifth was talking about. He wrote, John wrote, secondary, all of them. The other, Gomes was horrible. Anyway, all right. What else do we have? We have some, we have some hog slop here. Let's see. Coach Gibbs, Joe Gibbs, man, won his 100th NASCAR race as a team owner this past week. Awesome. Um, Congratulations to him. Oh, hey, there was a, there was yet another up and down problem at uh, FedEx Field. A second escalator malfunction since December. Injured 15, 15 uh, people at the game, or I guess I should say spectators. Yep. Alfred Morris, John was loves this little fact toyed. Alfred Morris has a nineteen ninety one Mazda and he won't spend the money to upgrade it now that he's an NFL player. Anyway. BR of the week. Cincinnati Bengals versus Washington Redskins. Colon. Betting preview. John was like, so now they're a gambling site? Yeah, it's a gamble of what they're telling you is true or not. Anyway, I can't hear you at all now, Josh. That's worse. You'll hear me if you turn the music off. No, I can't. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with Skype or something. All right, shout outs Nick the Greek, Daily Grumbles, B Brown, Beeps, Ninja Death Stars, David Isominger. Nightwing 19, Shani's Glass Eye, Kenny Ken, Eric OC, Jeff Fenton, 
Taylor Jones, Brad Fiery, Paul Rush, Tony Dye, David Bracken, Mick Gallagher, Mick Jagger, Andy Smith or Smythe, Dave Scott, Brad Ritchie, Burgess and Goldman, and of course David Lee Legal Services. Josh, I think I lost you completely. I'm here. You got me. Oh, there you are. Something screwed up, but at least it's the end of the podcast when this happened. David Lee Legal Services. Remember, you can do a lot with a paperclip, just like MacGyver. And um, and what? We'll talk to you guys next week. That's right. Hail to the Redskins. And, and to see a Cowboys, Cowboys fan. fan. Joker. Joker.